At Total Pharmacy Care, we fill your prescriptions and answer any questions about your medications. No distractions and no long lines. Tell your doctor to send your prescriptions to Total Pharmacy Care. Welcome back to another episode of the Unwired Appalachia Podcast. It is, uh, always, as always, presented by the Appalachian always. Newspapers. It's season two, episode 26. And listen, when, when 26 comes up, there's only one way to go. Only one name. And Wade Boggs. Boggs. Yeah. And the legend. The legend. We'll, we'll, we'll share a little bit why yeah. we, we love Wade Boggs so much. It was once rumored that from Cleveland to Boston on a flight, he drank 64 beers, which is... It's probably what a three-hour flight. Well, I know, but flight. that's that's like a respectable amount of beer if you're Wade Boggs. Yeah, and then yeah, that's a respect. That's crazy. it was routine. He he would routinely drink seventy beers on cross-country flights from yeah. you know East Coast to West Coast. Sixty-four is like a quick. Little yeah, thing. that's a quick yeah. one. Seventies like that's, that's when you routine. get in there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and the rumor is once in one day he once drank a hundred and seven beers in one day. I mean. That That's got to be a world that record. Is, that yeah. is Wade Boggs. This is what makes There's, l- there's also a, a legend that after a World Series win, <laughs> that he jumped on a horse and, <laughs> and rode around the city on a horse. <laughs> Which, you know, I don't know if that's true. but I feel like I remember after one of the Yankees World Series <laughs> seeing him on a horse on the field. So he probably just rode it straight through the Bronx. Probably the first time ever anybody's rode a horse through the Bronx. And one of his <laughs> former teammates, once he got to Tampa Bay late in his career, said they were on a flight and a stewardess just dropped down a, a case of beer in front of him. And he said, Miss, who is that beer for? And she goes, Mr. Boggs. So. I mean, he had the flock featuring <laughs> Wade Boggs, just an absolute legend. Season 2, episode 26, shout out to Wade Boggs. The living legend. The living legend. I mean, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. By the way, did all this as a Hall of Fame baseball player. As a a great he, player. And he hit over three, yeah. 300. And he's also known as the chicken man yeah. because at, before <laughs> every game, he'd have to eat yeah, a, a whole chi- chicken. He had to have a whole chicken. A whole chicken. And he pl- was obsessed with chicken, apparently. Played into his 40s, if I'm not well mistaken. Well into his 40s. yeah, yeah. He was a legend at Boston yep. for the Red Sox and then switched sides and won some World Series with uh, the Yankees. So. Yeah, he was on those uh, late 90s Yankees dynasty teams with Jeter. And and, still hitting over 300. Yeah, still hitting over 300. Just, just cranking 107 beers, <laughs> not a big deal. Wade Boggs, shout out to Wade Boggs. We want to take a second, obviously, after we talk about Wade Boggs, we're going to take a second and thank yeah, our sponsors. Absolutely. Seems like a weird transition. Don't worry from, about from it. From one legend to some Yeah, other several legends. other legends. Several other legends. Here's a legendary person. It's flu season. I'm going to tell you about the legend of Joel and Sandy <laughs> Thornberry because these are good people. They're making sure the uh, community's vaccinated and stays flu-free. You had the flu? Nope, never had the flu. Have you had a flu shot? No. Well, I mean, congrats I, 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 I got a good, yeah. I got a good immune system, You got a man. solid immune system. Good genes. Yeah, yes. okay. Well, anyway, I have had a flu shot. Joel Thornberry gave me that flu shot, and uh, he was very gentle. I'll say that for him. He was very gentle. I'm afraid of needles. Very professional. He came right to our office, took care of all of us right here. But the professional pharmacists at Nova Pharmacy and Caremore Pharmacy want you to get vaccinated. Call Joel or Sandy Thornberry today and get vaccinated and stay healthy. Nova Pharmacy 606-432-2274 and Caremore Pharmacy is 606-639-2273. 
We also want to give a big shout out to the gang at Bruce Walters. Listen, these are the best guys around. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, I know tons of people that work there. My guy Randy just bought a new car from them. It's absolutely beautiful. These guys will take good care of you. They've just updated pricing on all of their new inventory. So check them out at BruceWaltersFord.net. We're also brought to you by Presbyterian Homes of Cedar Creek and Good Shepherd at Phelps. If you're looking for quality, quality care for loved ones, look no further than Presbyterian Homes of Cedar Creek and Good Shepherd at Phelps. Both facilities treat your loved ones with care and respect. They offer therapy, daily activities, exquisite cuisine, and home-like settings to make your family members feel at home. Call to schedule an appointment today at Cedar Creek. Call Jessica Thacker, that's Trevor's wife, mm-hmm. at 432-8243 and at Good Shepherd Call. Four five six eight seven two five. Caring for your loved ones is what we do best. Shout out to Trevor. I, I feel like Josh Blankenship disrespected Trevor. Oh, he always that does. was such a ricochet oh. shot. We oh, love you, Trevor. We think you do a great job. And you know what? Yeah, Josh Blankenship. Josh Blankenship don't even read his stuff. Not even here today. No, no. Not even here today. He he's he says he's working on a feature. Today, That's all right so. because we got we in got his place. Tell our, us a little bit about our your intern boy. Josh Mullins. Josh goes to UPAC. He's a senior up there. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> also, his name is Jordan. He's my, not bad. my intern. My bad. I'm going to get an F on, on my, on my, on my report card this time. But Jordan, yeah, Jordan's doing a great job for us. He, he's covered up several things for us now. He's going to be a professional one of these days, and you'll see him out on the sidelines soon. I, I, I would imagine. Graduate this year. Yeah. In May, yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome. If you want to just tell some people about, you know. What you're getting from the, your uh, education at UPI, why you want to pursue a career in sports, and and what you're looking to do? Man, for years, I've played sports all my life, so I I love sports. It's one of my passions, and writing is also something that I fell in love with while I was at UPike. Mm-hmm. And big shout out to uh, Shandra Master up yeah. there. She teaches that journalism class, and I took it one year and fell in love with it. So. Decided that's what I want to do for the rest of my life is just write about sports and. I mean, listen, there are all, there are a lot worse jobs to have. Uh, I mean, and, and you know, you can't stress the importance of uh, of really enjoying. The I work mean, everybody you do, so. needs good coverage. Everybody needs somebody who can tell somebody else's story and somebody can write, report, have ethics, uh, morals, do everything the right way. And Jordan's doing that right now. I mean, he's got a good base. You know, just reading the few stories he's wrote for me. I mean. He's already a season pro in my book because the edits are very small and he's doing a good job. So, you know, he's, he's on the right track in my book. Already. You don't give me a big head, man. Well, hey, that's what you. we do. That's what we do. <laughs> if you deserve it, that's what we do. And, I appreciate my, and you know, just stepping right into the first topic, he's probably going to be a very busy guy here coming up, as are you, Corey, and anybody else who covers sports in the area because the district tournaments and basketball are getting underway tonight. We're recording this on Monday. So uh, some of the district basketball tournaments tipping off at Jenkins at tonight. Jenkins Shout out tonight. to Jenkins. And for all of our, our listeners, if you're subscribers, you probably got one of these over the weekend, which, you know, our district basketball preview covers the 54th district, the 57th, 58th, 59th, and 60th districts. And we also preview the 14th and, reg- and 15th region tournaments coming up, which, you know, next week's 15th is going to be here. Yeah. But like you said, the, the districts start tonight. They're going to be at Jenkins. They're going to be – uh, four games of the Jenkins are going to be running from Monday to Thursday. The 60th will start up on Tuesday. And, you know, there's just basketball everywhere. I mean, it is the fun time of the year. This is what the kids play for for postseason. 
And this is what we really, you know, we really enjoy this time of year too yeah, because exciting. you get to see some of your best basketball. And, you know, Jordan got to see Belfry uh, Friday night right before regular season. So, he, get, he you know, the 60s coming up, Belfry's a, a – a two seed over there, though mm-hmm. you know they play Pike Central in the opener. The, the winner plays Phelps. I mean, what did you see from Belfry the other night? Uh, they played Russell, the Russell Red Devils, the other night, and they looked okay. I can say that there was there was some good scoring by Saladin, their little freshman. Yeah. He is a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. he gets some experience, a couple years under his belt, he's gonna. He's going to be a very good player. Yeah, and, and Belfry's one of those teams that play, you know, an up-tempo style. Not many oh, yeah. people play that anymore. So, you know, they've got a shot to, to do some big things in that 60s and make some noise over here uh, in the 15th region. And, you know, speaking of the 15th region, West this is going to be all right here at the Appalachian Wireless Arena. No better place to have it. Just, you know, the excitement, the fan sections, the noise. And this year, there, I don't think there's going to be any really, you know, usually sometimes some of those first-round games aren't, as competitive, right. I don't see that happening this year. I think everything's going to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an electric environment. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we're looking forward to uh, hosting. And I'm not sure how many years now the Appalachian Wireless Arena is the first year I've been here. I, I believe now, don't quote me on this, but I believe it's been here every year since 2006. Yeah, so I mean. Because my first year working at the newspaper, the 15th Region Tournament was held at Shelby Valley. And then after that, it's been over here. So. Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect environment for high school basketball. We can accommodate as large a crowd as, as any – well, bigger – we're a bigger arena than, than any yeah, of the local gym. Yeah. So, and it's kind of centrally located. Better I mean, parking, yeah, better everything. Better Food parking. Food yeah. restaurants. Yeah, and, and we're just looking forward to hosting it this year. And, I mean, if it's – Anything even close to what the All-A was, we're in for just an absolutely electric And, and I will say this. I'm probably the only media member who's who's probably been at all of them since 2006 up to now. Oh, I'm sure. I, I don't think anybody else has been to them all. I mean, I'm no. sure some of the guys have come and gone. Yeah. And every like single that. year. So, every single year. You so just I'm, dated yourself, I just too. dated but myself. But that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> He's a vet. Hey. He's been doing this. Hey, I've seen a couple basketball games is what I'm trying to say. So we've got the, <laughs> what would you say, the 60th and the 59th starting, or all the districts start all tonight. Of, all of, well, the 60th, 60th starts, starts tomorrow. Okay. Everything else is either tonight or tomorrow. All right. So most of them start tonight, though. Yeah, so there's going to be all kinds of basketball action. Definitely get out and see some of these young players. Tons of talent in the mountains. There's so many good players to go out and see. If you're a basketball fan, get out and see some of these games. If you can't get out to Jenkins, because look, let's just be honest, Jenkins is a little bit out of the way. If you're just a normal person, you have no rooting interest, Jenkins can be a little bit far of a drive. But 15th region coming up, going to be right here at the Appalachian Wireless Arena. Come out and see some of these games and uh, get involved. I mean, listen, this place is going to be packed. It's going to be be awesome. It'll be fun. Speaking of another team that plays a lot of their home games, I would say the majority of the home games right here at the uh, Appalachian Wireless Arena, the U-Pike Bears. Uh, We've known for a while now Kelly Wells announced his – that he was stepping down as the head coach. He's going to remain on as the AD. He's going to still be at the college. Uh, But uh, I guess – the, have they formally announced it? They've formally announced that, that Ty Compton is right. going to be the head coach. And Wednesday morning they're going to have a press conference, you know, where everybody can talk to uh, to Ty and do interviews and, and re- formally announce him that right. way. But right. they, they've released the press release already. Yeah, I mean, I think 
everybody who covers the sport will agree, well-deserved hire. I mean, Ty's been well with Kelly for a while. He's a he's uh, just a, a great guy. He's he's been the associate head coach for probably close to ten years yeah. now. Uh, he was a he was a major part of this program building with Kelly winning the national championship in 2011. Mm-hmm. He's been in all. He, he's been there for most of it for Kelly. Uh, homegrown guy. He's put his time in. A uh, heck of a recruiter, a heck of a guy. You meet Ty, and you you don't like him. There's something wrong with you. I mean, they, they, he's just that nice of a guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a uh, well-deserved promotion for Ty Compton. He's earned that position, and and, and I, look- I don't think there's going to be any drop off whatsoever because he understands. He's been a part of yeah. it. Like he he's you know he's been a major part of you know building that. Well, and the biggest thing I think everybody can agree on this is that. It's not like this program was headed in the wrong direction. No, no, you know no, what no, I mean? No, no, Kelly no. Wells has gotten – I mean, this is the gold standard in NAIA. They're competitive every mm-hmm. year. He brings in great players. They, You know, they've been hit with a little bit of injuries this year, you know, uh-huh. kind of struggled with some setbacks. But this was a at the first That's of the, the season. It was phenomenal. It was them and Georgetown. Yeah. It was everybody else. Yeah. And they can still make a run. Right. We're not saying this season no. is over by a long shot. No. I mean, you still got Mid-South coming up. You got a game tomorrow night, I believe. But this team still got plenty of talent, and you know Xavier uh, Guana, who was one of the guys who was hurt, he's back now. Right. And you know they they still got a couple other guys out, but you know there's another piece to the puzzle that they were missing. And Jordan actually covered them over the weekend and and, and watched the the Cumberland's game. Well, and, you, and Cumberland's is a tough team. Oh, yeah, That's not like they lost tough. to a, a, a Scrubs in no, here. I mean no. that was a tough team. I think. Them to bring in a associate head coach or an associate coach up into the head coach position was smart because they already had that chemistry built. Right. Yeah. That that was a smart hire. And well, I, now you don't have to replace the rest of the coaching staff as well yeah. because the, he's already part of that coaching staff with those guys. Everybody knows what's going on. He might have to hire another guy here or there, but mm-hmm. I mean the the core of that foundation is there. And you know Kelly's also there, so you know I'm sure Kelly can you know if he needs some advice about what to do as a head coach here or there. He's got somebody to rely on, too. So, I mean, you know, I just don't see any drop-off at all in my book. Now, you know, I think Ty does a great job, and he's always been a great guy. So, works hard, too. I mean, he's always prepping. He's always scouting. He's He knows – most of the time before a game, I go and ask Ty, you know, what 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 I think, you know. Right. He, I try to pick his mind a little bit about, you know, the matchups and stuff, and he always breaks it down perfect, so. Well, I think there's a lot to be said for familiarity. You know, he's got the relationship with a lot of the players. you got a lot of these guys coming back. Some best player, Jordan Perry, has got another year of eligibility. You know, this is a guy in in Ty Compton who already has that rapport with these guys, already has a relationship. I mean, to me, it's just – it was right and right. It's the perfect time. Yeah, I think so, too. Then the U.K. uh, coming off a win at home against – Florida, which you love to see. Love to see it. I mean. Hey, you know, played really good, and then at the end, almost gave it away, I thought. I mean, just – this team can't put any win away. No, no, There's no. nothing secure. I mean, what, what were we, five, six with about 30 seconds to go and kept turning the ball over and fouling? I mean. We yeah. were out-rebounded again. I mean, that always seems Big to shock. happen. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that's always a problem with the U.K. teams. They can't rebound. Yeah. We, yeah. we can't rebound and shoot free throws in the same year. No. We're shooting free throws well this I year, Larry. We're shooting free throws yeah. well. We're just not out rebounding teams. Uh, mm-hmm. But we did get a win at home against Florida. We play Florida again, I think, in two weeks at Florida. Wow. 
Yikes. So you got Florida two times coming up. Emmanuel quickly had a great game, 26 Correct. points. I think this – I think maybe Emmanuel quickly five years from now is the best player that comes off this team. I you really think do. So you think he's got a higher ceiling than Tyrese Maxey? I think I think I think he may have a higher ceiling than Tyrese Maxey and Nick Richards. Nick Richards. Who, wow. I think Nick Richards is going to be all American this year. And he should be this year. He should be. Uh 13.7 rebounds, seven assists for Tyrese Maxey in this game. They've got him projected as the sixth overall pick in the latest mock I saw. Um That seems high to me for Maxey, but I can see it because there's not a whole lot of scoring guards this year. I mean, and he's got the the capability of doing it. He's his problem is he's just not consistent. See, as we all know in the NBA, if you want to be a top guy, you got to be consistent. Yeah, I mean, and I just think Emmanuel quickly ends up having a better NBA career than I think. You know, obviously Ashton Hagens, I think is going to get a chance. He's going to be a guy that gets drafted. Nick Richards definitely going to get a shot. And Tyrese Maxey looking like he's going to be a lottery pick. I just some about Emmanuel Quickly's game. I just I really really like his game, and he's he's standing out above uh, all the rest of the game. He's just the most consistent he's guy consistent we have. Consistent, and he plays smart. I mean, to me, that's two <laughs> big things that are are dying in, in college basketball these days is consistency and smarts. He's got both of them, and the way he's been shooting the ball from three, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's all you can ask for for a guy like that. We only shot 10 free throws in this game, 10 to 10 from free throw line. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kentucky continues to roll, number 10 ranked coming into this game. And then I guess everybody saw this weekend three of the top four teams end up getting beat, including mm-hmm. San Diego State mm-hmm. loses their first game. To, yeah, to and then Gonzaga Mark Pope with BYU knocks BYU. off Gonzaga, right? Or yep. was that yeah, San Diego? That was BYU. Yeah, it's BYU. Uh, so shout out to Mark and, and Pope. And the number one battler gets beat by, by Kansas. Kansas, number three. Yeah, so, so. Kansas is probably going to jump into that uh, that number one spot. Even though, I mean, what happened to this Kansas? Uh, what what happened to this Adidas thing with Kansas? I, you don't hear about that. I anymore. don't know, man. Like that, I thought the hammer was coming down. I thought I did Kansas too. program was over. Nothing Listen, else if that's Cal, <laughs> that's all you hear about all year. If we're same, jumping up to number one. If you remember, one. the same thing happened in North Carolina a few years ago. Was yeah. The, the did, what happened to that? that? Just went away. Yeah. Like, they, I guess they forgot about it. Snoop Dogg performed at Allen Fieldhouse. That's just insane to think about. Classy. Yeah, Classy. that's just insane to think about. Snoop Dogg and Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, yeah, I do, but having him, I don't know. So, Kansas probably jumps into the number one spot. You got to think Kentucky jumps up two, three, maybe even four spots with everybody going down. I mean, this college basketball season is insane. It's a lot like what we've said before with the parity in high school basketball in this area – the parity in college basketball is ridiculous, ridiculous this year. All across the board, too. I mean, I mean, any night, anybody can beat anybody, and it's not going to be a shock. Well, nobody when, is standing out at all. Nobody. When we played Ohio State earlier this year, were they not ranked three? They were up there in the top Yeah, five, I yeah. think they were three. They just fell out of the top 25. They got beat this weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, there is no rhyme or reason to any of this. It just goes to show the pair. I mean, I think 
I've, we said it last week or the week before on the show. I think there's 10, maybe even 12 teams that can go on a run and win this March thing. Madness is going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Kentucky definitely still has a chance, even though we know for a fact we're never going to be able to put anybody away, and we're probably going to get out rebound. We, we still could get a, a one or two seed this yeah. the season. Yeah, we're not out of that. We mm-hmm. we run the table. 11 and 2 in the conference, 22 or 21 and 5 overall. There's a legit argument to be made that they could be a one or a two seed, especially a two seed with that record and doing that well in conference play. Yeah, and a couple of tough games coming up. We've got Texas A&M at Texas A&M, which, you know, nobody Always. wants to go on on the road and play them there. Uh, that's tomorrow on Tuesday night at, excuse me, at 7. Then Saturday, 345, Bruce Pearl, Auburn, coming into Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. Then we got Tennessee at home. Then we go to Florida to end the season. So we've still got, you know, several tough games to come. But this Kentucky team, you know, they're going to keep getting better. You got to think they're going to uh, end up hitting their stride at some point. And this is the time of year that Cal's teams either really take that next step or yeah, yeah, they, they just fall just, off the yeah, uh, flat line. Completely fall off the cliff. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, man, you really hate to hear this kind of stuff, man. <laughs> I, know, I mean, it's it just is. so discouraging. As a Bengals fan, like, it, you think it's a no-brainer, a no-doubter yeah. that we're going to get Burrow. And now you hear from Carson Palmer going on, you know, different talk shows and different things like that, saying that he doesn't think that Joe Burrow should t- agree to go to the Bengals. Now you're hearing people saying that Joe Burrow himself is saying he doesn't want to be a part of the Bengals. He gets drafted there. He's not going to go. Uh, and another part of this this saga that that makes it you know questionable is because his personal trainer right now is Jordan Jordan Palmer. Palmer yeah. yeah. So I mean this saga right here for a Bengals fan like you just don't know what to expect right now. Are you a Bengals guy? Um, did you see my shirt? Oh, he's, he's did, what is the deal with you and Steelers fans? No offense, but like know. it's everybody that's around you. I'm, glad, Steelers I'm, I'm glad we're on different sides of the table, honestly. I mean, you know, I can't well, I mean, get away I'm sure you enjoy this, but you, you know, I never thought we would get to the point where the Bengals are now this team, like the Chargers, or you know, some of these where guys. You're going to be the number one pick, and you're actually thinking about not going there. Yeah, about just sitting out instead of not, not even playing. Just, I don't know. Is, or is forcing a trade. or It's it, very unfathomable to me. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how, if you're a guy coming out, how you don't want to go and, and prove yourself to be the number one guy. To me, that's it. Like, wouldn't you – if you – Really thought you were the best player, wouldn't you want to go be number one and prove you are the best? Well, yeah, but but you know, it's, it's going to be similar to what happened with Eli Manning, and you know, if Joe Burrow decides he wants to force the Bengals' hand and force a trade. Guess what? That draft haul we thought we could possibly get if we traded this pick, mm-hmm. we're not going to get it if this guy puts our feet to the fire yeah. and forces a trade because teams are going to know that we're. We don't have that leverage. And, and before this, you were hearing that we were getting some crazy trade rumors from like <laughs> Miami, who were offering everything. And yeah. now, when they hear this, they're not offering anything now. So they're trying to, I, I guess, you know, from what I'm, you know, reading is get the pick for next to nothing. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, you really, this is the kind of stuff you don't want to hear. This is combine wing, by combine the way. Wing, so. Yeah. You know, a lot of things can move uh, on combine week. You know how it goes, man. And I said it before, Chase Young 
Definitely going to go out there and probably be a workout freak. He's going to run some ridiculous 40 time. And a lot of people are going to talk about how, you know, maybe he should be the number one pick. And who knows? Maybe the Bengals balk on this whole Andy Dalton thing. They re-sign the guy. If they do, I may jump ship. And, yeah, I mean, I'm serious. I'm not joking. Like, I've been a Bengals fan my whole life. And the thing about Mike Brown is you just don't know what You don't know. He is the ultimate wild card. He could say, I'm going to draft this kid anyway. He doesn't want to play. I don't care. Nobody, He's not going to play for him. Like, he's that type of guy. But he's also the type of guy who will be like, I'm going to give a boatload of money to Andy Dalton and, and A.J. Green to come back and see what they can do. I think Green should, you know, if Green comes back, I'll be great, happy for that. But Dalton, he, he's, he's had his time. That'll be the final shot. He, he's had his I mean, time. It, Seriously, <laughs> but but we don't know. You know what I mean? How many times have we put our trust in this team and they just stomp on our heart? You know, a little fact we always talk about, we don't have a GM in all professional sports, the major sports. We're the only franchise yeah. that does not have a yeah. GM. We got a 90-year-old man. Shows, <laughs> 100% it shows. But you know what? We're still – I mean, this past year was the first year we've just been clearly the worst team in the NFL. Oh, I mean, that, you could argue that. Yeah. It, well, no. It's a, at least in the last ten years. I mean, we haven't been great. No, yeah. But no, this year was different. Oh, it, you know, we've always since Marvin Lewis has been there, we've always been competitive. This year, new team, still a lot of talent, just not competitive. So. I mean, you just hate to hear this kind of stuff. It drives it's me crazy, absolutely crazy. crazy. So we'll see. We'll see how the needle moves next week after the combine's over, and uh, you know, see kind of where some of these guys line up. I don't know if Joe Burrow's throwing or you know how these know. guys do. They wait and they want to throw on their pro day and not the combine. And then you know, the big uh, for me anyway, being out on Saturday night, I didn't pay for the fight, uh, but. The Tyson Fury uh, Deontay Wilder fight. Tyson Fury was a huge underdog in this fight going in. Yeah. Huge underdog. Yeah, Deontay I, Wilder and, was the favorite going and, in. And I don't know how that's not a pick em since it was a draw the last time. And most people thought Tyson Fury won that fight. So. I mean, if you look at these two guys standing side by side to each other, you're like, that guy, you clearly think Deontay Wilder looks like he could easily kill somebody. Kill yeah. 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 Yeah, but, he's a much bigger guy. He's, what, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, yeah, he's humongous, and so is Tyson Fury. But, I mean, Deontay Wilder's carved out of stone. I mean, you know, uh, Tyson Fury's dealt with some stuff. I mean, he's kind of doughy, and and he's he's the most squirrely big man I've ever seen in the ring. I don't claim to be a boxing expert. Well, he actually boxes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he, I mean, dominated that thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, my TKO was just beating him up. Throughout the fight, like some of the steals of Deontay Wilder's lip, and yeah, I mean, and and you know Deontay Wilder's corner through the towel in, he was mad at them, but I mean, you know, maybe he's he going to kill him. Maybe oh, he yeah. could, but the, sure. but the last fight though, you know, and I can see his argument is I knocked him down twice late, and maybe you know have a chance to knock him out because that's what he does. He's a knockout artist. Wow. You know, every fight he's ever won, he knocked the guys yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So I can see his argument, but I can also see his corner not wanting him to get killed and beat up even worse. His first uh, Klitschko fight, didn't he win that by decision? Wasn't that split decision? How was that? Wild, the first, Fury. the Fury. Yeah, he, he beat Klitschko. Klitschko. He's, he's never been beat. He's, he's the linear champion. Then after he beat Klitschko, he never defended. He gave it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gained. Over, he got up to over right. 400 pounds. Doing, was yep. was yep. depressed. On and the then, booze, on the booger sugar. And he, yeah. thought, he thought about killing himself, and then – 
he came after, back. And after that, yeah, like DJ cut his life to boxing and all kinds of stuff. So just a great story. I mean, it's it's really it really is a great story. And for me, anyway, seeing it come across the bottom line on ESPN being out Saturday night, I mean, I can attest to all the people that were around me. Everybody was in shock. Nobody thought I. Nobody I know thought Tyson Fury. Was going here's to here's the real question. Yeah, sure. me. The real question is: Is he the gypsy, the true gypsy king, or is that Brad Pitt from Snatch? Oh, Brad Pitt from Snatch. And <laughs> yeah. also, let me tell you something, Deontay Wilder. Mick from Rocky would have never thrown the towel in on this one. He'd let you die in the ring, my friend. So be thankful you got people over there in that corner looking out for you. I wonder if he likes dags. Mick would have told you to hit the one in the middle. <laughs> yeah, Mick would have been. He yeah. would have been. Hit him with a one Fury two. was like licking the butt off of Deontay yeah, Wilder. Yeah, that was super yeah, weird, weird too. By the way, weird. I feel like they were both just out there just punch drunk. He, he had no creepy. idea what he was doing. That was, that was extremely creepy. weird to see. But he reminds I, me of like Kane <coughs> in WWE just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But he to me, Brad Pitt in Snatch. If you've never seen Snatch, you definitely need to go watch <laughs> go it. Watch that. Great no. Guy Ritchie movie. All the Guy Ritchie movies. That's his best by far, in my opinion. Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. I like it, but it's no snatch. Oh man, I no love snatch. Lock Stock. But no snatch, snatch is a great movie, and Brad Pitt in that movie, always the gypsy king. Always Tyson gypsy Fury, king. you know, he'll always be number two. So anyway, that's I guess that's as good a place to end it as any. We will be knee-deep in district basketball coming up. Be on the lookout for these guys' work. Uh, they'll be out at all these games. Corey, Randy, Jordan. Jordan, yeah, not Jordan, Josh. intern not Jordan, Josh. not Josh. We'll be coming out. You'll see them at these uh, district basketball tournament games. Say hey to them, and uh, be sure to check out all their work. And if Josh Blankenship's ships out there somewhere at just don't give him the big head either. Just kind of ignore him. Act like you guy. don't know him, Act even like. if you do. Don't just, just don't give him. Listen, this kid is getting out of control. He thinks he's a local celebrity. Now. Yeah, yeah, and he thinks he's the king of Pokemon Go. Yeah, and, I yeah. mean, just just all kinds of stuff with Josh. Pokemon like, Go. Hey, I saw him walking down the street in a pea coat and the tightest pair of pants you've ever seen. In your whole life. <laughs> it was unbelievable. That was so, just trash talking. Yeah. He, he's he's Josh getting. Josh Blankenship has gone full on Hollywood. He has Hollywood Blankenship. He has because of the podcast. Like people yeah. say, "Hey, you oh, you're the podcast. guy. Yeah, you're that guy. Nice pants." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see you again for uh, episode number twenty-seven. I don't know who that's going to be. Wade Boggs. Shout out to, again to Wade Boggs, the never, chicken you can, man. You can never shout Wade Boggs. One hundred and seven beers. Just think about that. One hundred and seven beers. One plane trip. Shout out again to Wade Boggs. Big thank you to Corey Vance behind the camera. Randy White. Jordan, intern Jordan. Jordan. Not Josh, intern Jordan. 